Man, what is good, everybody? This is Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. On the episode, I got my guy Phil. Just Phil, no What's last up, my name. Man? Just Phil. Um, <laughs> he is from the Command Center. Um, what's the new name of the new group that you're with? The Commander Center. Commander Center. I help out with yeah, I help out with that every once in a while. Yeah, didn't want to butcher it, man. So. We're going to talk 53 today, but before we do that, we're going to run the intro, and we're going to get this show on and popping. got hawk in the building what's good man we have we haven't done a show like this in a long time since the legendary wednesday nights around this time we did a lot of these episodes and then you know yeah, life kind of yeah life kinds of you know life kind of changes and you know uh, let me see what hawk said hawk said manny looking like he put in that oh that he's definitely putting in the gym work <laughs> you know trying to do my thing man <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I've been consistent with my workout, so that's been good. It's been going good. But, um, yeah, we're going to talk 53-man roster. And uh, just know that if the commanders are looking for a safety, I can play safety. If they're looking for a tight end, I can play tight end. And I can play linebacker. Those are about the three positions that's, I can give you. <laughs> that's where we need you, linebacker. It's It's, it's looking rough. He said his shoulders got him looking like the black <laughs> man. I miss these live shows, man. So Phil, man, let's go ahead and just start with the quarterback position. I think that's pretty pretty easy one, right? But talk to me yeah, a little bit about the quarterback position, what you're expecting, and where you see this group going, or you know, you can even do some stat projections if you if you feel. Well, go ahead. Um I mean, and this is a cut and drop position group. This is Wentz, Heineke, and Hal. Um, as much as I love for my boy Hal to take over Heineke and we send Heineke off into the somewhere else, um, that's just not happening this year. I don't think Hal's not ready yet. Um, I, I still contain if he was, you know, two inches taller, he would have been a first round pick. Dude has a cannon, and you guys have already seen it in the preseason. Um, if Diami would have been a little bit to the outside and he'd have put that ball, that was a touchdown. That that, that will happen. How the Diami yeah. is going to happen a couple of times. Um, you know, quarterback position is all about wins. He doesn't make. He, he, I mean, he doesn't really make mistakes. He's a three to one touchdown ratio, touchdown to interception ratio. Um, I I personally like him. I think he's going to have us in position to win most games. Um, once he, especially once he gets reps with Curtis Samuel and Terry and well Logan, Logan Thomas coming off the pup was huge. I thought for That's sure he would start the season on the pup. But it's all about Wentz. If Wentz can stay healthy, uh, we're a borderline. I still think we're a borderline playoff team. That is if Del Rio will actually use his defensive talent like he should. Yeah, Del Rio, man, look. I you know, first it was Scott Turner pissing me off, and then now it's Del Rio pissing me off. 
these coordinators, you got to do your job. You know, you were, you were brought in to yeah. either coach the defense, coach the offense. You got to do more. Now, this year, Scott Turner has no excuses. You get the quarterback that you wanted. Yeah. You got some weapons that you wanted. And now it's just all about health. Like, Logan Thomas coming back, that's a big, big um, – that's a big ad. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yes, sure. I'm just hoping that we're healthy. Okay? But before we get to the tight end position – uh, I'm gonna share my screen. Wanted to talk about the running back position. Is that your dial up, Phil? What's that? Is that your dial up? That is my phone. Okay, I heard the AOL in the background. You know, I thought it was no, about to keep you AOL in the <laughs> <laughs> Remember those free CDs? <laughs> oh man, AOL was the stuff, man. But, um, so. When, when we look at the running back position, right, this is one that I, I actually have legit questions about. Because if you remember, I've been preaching about Brian Robinson Jr. You don't draft a guy in the third round to just come in and not have an impact. You, see, you spent some draft capital on Brian Robinson, and now it's part of that trade back for Jahan Dotson. Now, you got Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Brian Robinson, right, and then – I'm thinking they keep a fourth guy. Do you think it's Jonathan Williams or Jared Patterson, or, you, or do you think they just keep three? What you think? Are you muted? I can hear you, Phil. How about now? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. I don't know if my bud, my earbud died. So let's put this on mute. Shout out to yeah. JT Frenchies for just subbing to the channel, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate the love, man. Let's get it. So, um, like I was saying, I think they keep three because I think they can find a fourth and put on the practice squad from anywhere. Running backs are a dime a dozen. Um, I got Robinson, Gibson, and McKissick. So okay. that's mine. So my question to you, because I've been saying that Brian Robinson is going to finish the year as the RB1. I didn't think that it was going to happen this soon, but I was a Brian Robinson guy just because he's a legit, real running back. He knows how to run the ball. Yeah, He's not like Antonio Gibson, who's still learning the position. Gibson can still be effective as that second guy. Maybe you, maybe Gibson gets some of that role. Maybe he's now returning kickoffs. You know what I'm saying? They're going to put the ball in his hands in space. So do you see Brian Robinson starting the year as a starting running back? Then Gibson and McKissick or McKissick, how do you see it? Um I honestly as of right now I do. I see Brian Robinson as RB one starting getting first and second down carries, even though he can't catch the ball. I think he's not in good as, as good in space as uh Gibson or McKissick. Gibson's special. If a kid could hold on to the ball, he would Strong, he's fast. He, I mean, he's he's just he's a unicorn. And, yeah. You know, we play NBA basketball, NBA fantasy, and you know we got those unicorns that we talk about. But um, Robinson's going to be his bell cow, and I still think between I, I, honestly, I have no problem with Gibson being our kick returner, not one bit. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's explosion right there. Exactly. So I think he. Uh, I think he gets. I still think he gets fifteen to eighteen touches a game. I really mm -hmm. do. 
And I, you know, even though I'm pro Brian Robinson, that does not mean that I'm anti Antonio Gibson. You know what I'm saying? I want Antonio Gibson to be successful. Matter of fact, you want more weapons on your team. I'm not saying, oh, don't get Antonio Gibson. Look, even in fantasy, you know, Brian Robinson, he's going to have a role. All these mm-hmm. goal line touches is going to Brian Robinson. This guy falls That's forward. Right. People look at the at the box score and say, oh, like the last game. Gibson had more yards and Gibson did this, but you didn't watch the game. But those who watched the game, we saw how Brian Robinson was able to get the carries at the beginning with the first team. And we saw Gibson come in with the second team and catch the ball and they use him in space and stuff like that. But it was against the second team. It's building his confidence. So whether Gibson is starting the game or not starting the game, he's still going to have a role. Gibson still has a chance to rush for over 700 yards if these two guys are used correctly. So I think it's a good situation. Um, I do like the way that Jonathan Williams have been running in preseason, but who knows? I don't think he makes a team just in case. I don't think they keep four. Like because of Brian Robinson, they're I think they're confident in having just three guys and then maybe a guy off the practice squad. Let's go ahead and move on to that wide receiver position. Now on the unofficial depth chart, you see, you know, you got Terry, obviously number one, and you have Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson, right? Then the next three guys are Dayami Brown, Dax Mill, and Cam Sims. Do you think, think these might be three guys that make the team? Yeah, I think that's your six. Okay. I don't think there's a seventh. Now, out of the guys that could possibly be a seventh, they're not going to keep seven, but out of those seven to nine guys, have anybody really flashed in your eyes so far? Um, Sonny Michelle's brother. Has played really well, Mark and Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just an older, he's an older guy. That I don't think he's at a spot to where he can develop. Um, Kyrick McGowan, he looks like he's a special team guy, but he, the way he returns, I don't like it. Like he, he seems timid, but and that's you know he's a fourth string wide receiver. Um, I think McGowan and Michelle are both practice squad guys, and. Right. I mean, I hope we can hold on to both of them because I think, I think, especially McGowan, I think you can, I think there's something there that you could possibly uh, develop. Right. Hey, I'm sorry. This comment is funny. Hawk said, at this point, I would call Adrian Peterson. Y'all know he need the money. Plus, he stays in shape. Yeah, we don't need Adrian we don't Peterson. Peterson. We our uh, running backs are good. We're good. Yeah, I'm guessing that was a joke. Uh, Hawk also says, mm-hmm. he says, would that hurt Gibson's contract negotiations? After he's fund for back-to-back seasons, uh, 100K seasons. I think he's asking, saying he ran for, yeah. I mean, he is a thousand-yard rusher, back-to-back. When's the last time we had that? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think Gibson has talent, like like you said. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, you don't pay a running back. I'm not paying the running back. So, I don't think they pay Gibson. And if they do, it's not going to be what Gibson wants. Uh, exactly. JT said, "Give me Greg Williams. I like Greg Williams. He's gonna send the blitz. He's gonna send the blitz. He's aggressive." And I was listening yep. to Wale's show, "All Bringing in Gold Earth Thing." You guys go subscribe to that show. He was talking about Greg Williams bringing bringing in the pressure, and then uh, Minuski not bringing the pressure, and then Jack Del Rio being in between Minuski and Greg Williams. Yeah. Like, but give me Greg Williams. Greg, Greg Williams made people believe that they can do more than what they actually are. Um, Absolutely. So actually, a guy I, I watched 
Hard Knocks on HBO. Mm-hmm. And a dude that I love is uh, the linebacker coach for Detroit, uh, Shep, Kelvin mm-hmm. Shepard. He is just like fired up. He reminds me of like uh, Robert yeah. Saleh in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you, you, you definitely need that fire out of the defensive coordinator. I don't see that fire out of out of Jack Del Rio. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, he, yeah, I want a younger DC. I want somebody that wants you to hit somebody over and, <laughs> right. over, and over and over again. Right. So we talk about the wide receiver position. We're going to get to some positions that I don't really care for, but that's Phil's specialty. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the offensive line. Um, we got Charles Leno left tackle. I think that was a steal, getting Charles Leno at the money that we got him at and how we got him. Yep. I think that was just awesome. Um, yep. We added Andrew Norwell, right? Mm-hmm. Then Chase, Chase Rullier is coming back. He's getting healthy. Trey Turner has been hurt, but I think that Trey Turner is going to be a huge asset for us when he's fully, fully healthy. Um, you got Samuel Cosme, who is just a dog, right? Then the depth behind these five guys, you got Chris – okay, you got Cordelius Lucas, our swing tackle. You got uh, Chris Paul, Tyler Larson, uh, Wes Schweitzer, Sadiq Charles. Now you also got a, a notable guy in Keith Ishmael. You talk to me about how many offensive linemen do you see us keeping? This is this is what you do. This is what you do. I don't know. I don't know much about these guys. Um, I've got to keep in ten, um, but especially with Larson going on the pup, um, and we haven't seen Trey Turner yet. I, Trey Turner might start on the pup. He's been on the. He, he hasn't practiced as, as far as I've seen on Twitter and mm-hmm. listening to kind. Like I don't think Turner's practiced at all. Um, I've got Leno, Norwell, Chase Rouye. Uh I got Schweitzer starting over Turner. I think Schweitzer's a, a better run blocker, um, and he knows our system. Um, Cosme, of course, Lucas. Chris Paul, he's a very intriguing guy, you know, seventh rounder, but they say he's got that dog in him. He's mean. He's strong. Um, Sadiq Charles and Keith Ishmael. And then the guy we just signed today, uh, Wes Martin, he's back. Oh, so you, know yeah. how, you know, big yeah. boy, strong yeah. boy. So <laughs> I have uh, Wes Martin making the team over that uh, Aaron Montero kid from yeah. Carolina yeah. who played Most almost the entire Chiefs game because he had nobody to play. So, and um, the, thing, the thing about this coaching staff is that when they like a guy, they like a guy. You know, um, if let's say if uh, what's his name? What's that? If Eric Flowers wanted to come back for for cheap would you welcome him back yeah i would i would if too. they if somebody if somebody cut him or something like that but i mean he's gonna make i forgot where he signed but oh, Eric Flowers okay, is gonna so, make okay so he's on so he's on the team oh he's on a team somewhere yeah he signed oh, okay. i can't remember where he signed but he's on a team i think he might be in carolina actually mm. um if i remember correctly but eric flowers i would take him back in a heartbeat I mean, right. you know, unfortunately, trading for Wentz, you got you got a quarterback making almost quarterback money. You got to make cuts somewhere. And yep. the line, honestly, all I can say is in Matt's go, I trust. That right. man and, can do amazing things with the line. And just imagine if we had a franchise quarterback, like a Kyler Murray or whoever, yeah. the line would look worse than it looks now because of money. You know, yep. so everybody wants a franchise quarterback, but you don't know. 
if you get a franchise quarterback, you probably don't have enough money money to pay Terry. I'm just being real. Oh, sure. You, no, you don't. That's when you go first. There's a reason Tyreek Hill's not in KC anymore. Yep. yep. Yep, and 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 look at Devontae Adams. He wanted money. He went elsewhere. So this is happening mm-hmm. in more places than one. It's starting to get hard to have a franchise quarterback and a franchise wide receiver on the same team. And if for those teams that do have a franchise quarterback and franchise wide receiver, they're either young and haven't hit that rookie contract, uh, or you know they're still on that rookie contract, or you know is or okay. Let's say if you if you do have one. Then you're hurting at another position. It's only but so much dollars you have to go around. So, with the offensive line right. we have, I love the line. I think there's room for improvement. I think there's depth. I think there's hungry guys. There's big guys. There's, I mean, all kinds of guys <laughs> on this uh, offensive line. A position that I did skip was tight end. Now we got to get to the tight end position because it is intriguing and it is kind of confusing. When the season started or before the offseason started, we had seven tight ends on the roster. Remember, we had AGG, mm-hmm. he retired, right? So you got Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner. Then you got Curtis Hodges, Amari Rogers, Eli Wolf. But we picked up a guy that I'm really, really intrigued about in Kendall Blanton. Um, he did step mm-hmm. up. NFC East, I mean, I said NFC East, in that, in that NFC Championship game, uh, I think it was like five catches for like 60-something yards. Um, he's proven. And, you know, it takes tight ends a while to develop. So I'm yeah. okay with Kendall Blanton making the team. I'm thinking it's going to be the first three guys that I'm I think, I think he does. I yeah. think he's number four. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, Especially it, with, uh, I mean, Amari Rogers, he's, he was a quarterback last year in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where he played. So he's got a lot to learn. He's somebody right. we can get through to the practice squad. Um, same with Curtis Hodges. We got two developmental tight ends that are really young. Um, no, Ron is not hiding Cole Turner. He's <laughs> six seven. You can't hide a guy that's six seven. <laughs> um, Cole Turner is. He, I think he's legitimately a little injured right now. I think it's his hamstring. Right. Uh, they don't want to push him. They here him and Wentz already have this rapport from practice. Um, and he's huge. He's 6'7", and he can run. Right. Uh, not much of a blocker, but that's what we got Bates for, and Logan Thomas mm-hmm. is a decent blocker. Uh, I didn't really see Blanton block much in the Super Bowl. Um, I saw him catch some balls. That's it. Um, but I think there's a reason we brought Clint Kendall Blanton in. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know Eli Wolf went on the injured reserve as well. Um, right. So right. we're hurting. We're hurting already. And we got we're a lot of people that injured. Luckily, they're guys that will be working at FedEx next week. Right. And we also have to remember that Ron Rivera didn't draft Terry. Um, he actually came in to join the team Terry's second year in the league. And even in Terry's first year, he did ball out, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Terry's balled out every year he's been here. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah Colton is going to be involved in the red zone offense. He's gonna, he's, he was brought here for a purpose. And that's, one, and that's another one of those – Trade backs from Jahan uh, Dotson um, trade back that also got us Brian Robinson, Sam Howell, and and Turner Cole, Cole Turner. Turner. So that's a pretty good haul. These guys are the future of this team, and I I will take this haul any day over Chris Olave. That's just me though. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, I agree. <laughs> yes, sir. So we've talked about the tight end position. Now we transition to the defensive side of the ball. We're going to start with the defensive ends. 
or the, or the defensive line. So obviously, Chase Young, he's going to start the season on the pub. He's going to miss four games minimum, right? So you have Chase mm-hmm. Young, Montez Sweat. Then the next two guys after that is uh, Casey Tuhill and uh, James uh, Smith Williams. Uh, is it Tuhill or Tool? Tuhill. You're right. Tuhill. Just making sure. You know what I'm saying? English is my second language. But uh, <laughs> you got William Bradley King, and then you have Shaka Tony. Uh, Bun Miratomi, I don't think he makes a team, but I mean, the defensive line, they're deep enough. It's just, can they be productive enough? That's what it's always been. We've, we, we got people. We got, I mean, Casey Tuhill is, is nice. You know, William Bradley King, these are guys that have been in the system. Shaka Tony, Jason Smith Williams. It's time to start stepping up, especially these last four guys that I mentioned. If they don't step up, you're going to see a lot of these guys not being on the squad next year or even being replaced mid season. Obviously, the defensive line took a hit last year when we lost two of our better defensive linemen, you know, backup guys, guys that can start all around the league. You have Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Then we drafted for Darian Mathis, who I like, who I like. You know, you got David Bada, you got FAO Bada. I mean, all the Bada's, right? We're the baddest team, literally. But um, how do you see this defensive line shaking up? Um, well, like you said, Chase Young starting on the pup. You know, that, you know, we, we saw that coming. Nobody knew that was, I mean, that's not a surprise. So you got to move James Smith Williams up to a starter, which he, he played well last year when Young went out. Um, he's disciplined. He knows how to hit his rushing lanes. And that seems like what's what Del Rio and Rivera want. Um, I've got Obata making it over Bada. Okay. And I've got Daniel Wise making it as well. Oh, and yeah, I have, I forgot about him. I've got Shaka Tony over William Bradley King. Hmm. Um, just because Tony's shown that explosiveness around no, the I, I feel you. Yeah. Feel so you. Um, I think King and um, our new number 91, I can't pronounce his name, Panusik or whatever like that, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth guy. He's yeah. wearing Kerrigan's number, by the way. Um, okay, Jacob Pena, Pena, Panusik. Yeah, whatever yeah. his name is. I can't say it. Uh, I think those will be your guys on the practice squad that you know, we'll, we'll probably activate one day, day one, or, you know, those guys you can bring up um, until Young comes off. And then Young comes off the pup list. It's really definitely, definitely interesting. I know one of the Bada's, one of them, I don't know which one it is. One of them is hurt, actually. So, I mean, they eliminated themselves already. I don't know which one's hurt, but whichever one is hurt already eliminated themselves. Um, oh, and when we were talking about tight ends, we didn't talk about Simmons Reyes. You know, he was he wasn't gonna make the team, <laughs> and even if he was healthy, I mean, the project it was a good story while it lasted. But yeah. you move on. Even a guy like Amari Rogers, who's you know made some strides and stuff, yeah, it's the hype, you know, whatever, whatever. But he can't help you right now like a guy like Kendall Blaine can. So it's like a lot of times us as fans sure. are buying to the hype and uh nah. Yeah. Amari Rogers is going to the practice squad. There's nobody gonna nobody's gonna poach him from the practice squad. Nobody. Unless no. there's, there's a COVID breakout or some kind of you know nobody's gonna put this guy that's a developmental guy on their 53. I just I just don't see it. I don't see it. No I don't either. People say oh well we had Donald Parham and this and that. Well I mean, Donald Parham is who he is. He's a sub. He's a backup. He's a depth guy. So, I mean, you know, it happens. He might be starting in L.A. this year. 
He might. He might. But then it's like you still got to fight with uh, Gerald Everett. You don't pay Gerald, Gerald Everett that money to say, hey, come on, Parham. And he's coming off that injury. So, yeah, he could be starting this year. But shout out to the guy. But look how many years it took. It's like going into year three in that yeah. system. So it's like it, tight ends, I tell people, it takes them a while to really develop into a legit tight end. And then with tight ends, you can also find tight ends on the street. I mean, we found Logan Thomas, right, on the street. I mean, yeah. Aaron Waller was found on the streets. I mean, you you find these guys. Sometimes they become special. Sometimes they don't. You know, just it's just one of those things. Now, back to the defensive side of the ball. Now we go to the strength of the team. This position group is the strongest position group the Washington Commanders have, and it's the linebacking group. The linebackers. I love your sarcasm. <laughs> the linebackers. You know why? Because Ron Rivera and Co. said, we're not going to draft one. We're not going to sign one. We have the premier linebackers in the league. They got three pro bowlers on that linebacking group right now. And you have Jamin Davis. You have Cole Holcomb. You have Khalid Hudson. You have David Miracle with Mayo. And then you have, I don't even know the rest of these guys. The John Harris, Milo Effler, Nate Gary. You just said he just hit the IR. Trey yeah. Walker. Talk to me about this group. Who are your mighty five? Oh, yeah, well, there's no mighty five to it. I'm hoping <laughs> that they uh, give Joe Scober the call. Uh, he uh, he just got cut today as well. Um, so we should give that man a call. He played well in Cleveland. Uh, he won in college. He won the Lambert Award out of Wisconsin. The dude can play. Uh, he I just, know he's a baller. But my question yeah. for you is, what kind of linebacker is he? Is he a coverage linebacker? Is he a, a run he's a, middle, he's a middle linebacker. I, so a legit yeah. middle linebacker. We yeah, have to get him right now. Linebacker. Yeah, he played. He, I mean, he's a middle linebacker at Wisconsin. I mean, that's a that was a linebacker. That's a linebacker factory. Um, I mean, I think he would have afford us to move Cole back out of the middle into outside linebacker. Not that Cole can't play middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. I just think he's a better outside linebacker. Right. Um, and then give Jamin Davis, I guess, another year to learn. Sure. Even though at what I'm hearing from Kime and Finley and all them is he's been picking it up more. I guess he had a really good game against Kansas City. I didn't really see him much, but I, I'm, I heard he had a really good game against Kansas City. Mm. Um, he was in his lanes, you know, got to the ball. Yeah, I, but uh, And then it's Hudson, Mayo, and I'm hoping Scobert. If it's not Scobert, I'm assuming it'll either be Eifler or Trey Walker because they're special teams guys. Right. And the guy that I was um, excited for was the kid that got hurt from from Notre Dame. I was pushing for him. Was it it Pat White? Drew White. Yeah. Drew White. White. He would have been our fifth for sure. Yeah. Man, I wanted that guy to make the squad, and he didn't make the squad. That was tough, man. That was tough. Um, the next position group we're going to talk about is the secondary, but I want to break it down into two parts. Let's talk corner, then we'll talk safeties. So there's three starting corners. You got Kendall Fuller, William Jackson III, Benjamin St. Juice. Then the guys that are backing them up is Corn Elder from Nashville, Tennessee, okay? Um, Christian Holmes and Danny Johnson. Now, we know who the top three are. Outside of the top three, whoo. I haven't heard nothing about Christian Holmes, and I wanted to ask you about Christian Holmes. What have you seen 
in camp and in the preseason because I have not paid attention. Not I haven't honestly. Uh, in my first original projection and the second one here, I, I had him making the team. Um, but then I was reading some stuff from Kyle and Finley and some other guys, and I don't think and Standig, I don't. I think they're going to leave Holmes off. He, I mean, he's a seventh round pick. He might be able to make it through, but he's big. Um, some team will probably claim him and put him in their back end uh, as cornerback number six, uh, especially if Cornell clears con- concussion protocol. Because uh, I know I heard he was being evaluated for concussion. Right. But I hear I hear Corn's been uh, a nuisance in camp. Is what the way Joe Rio and um, and the guys have been put in Chris Harris. Like nice. Chris Harris has been hyping Corn Elder. Uh, mm. And, you know, Corn Elder went to Miami. He's a hurricane. So mm-hmm. the dude can play. Uh, I know he, everybody's like, he's a former Panther. You know, that's all we're signing, da da da, whatever, right. dude. He knows the system. Um, and I truly think he will make the team over Holmes. I think it'll be Danny Johnson and Corn Elder, and plus their special teams guys. Okay. So do you think, okay, so, so you're saying they keep five corners and not six, right? Right. I got them keeping five corners and five safeties. Right, because they use a lot of three safety sets, so you definitely need five safeties. And then you got some safeties that can play, you know, the slide or whatever. Like, you know, guys like Bobby McCain can play all three. Yeah. Yeah. So the safety position, you have Cameron Crow, Bobby McCain, you have Derek Forrest, Percy Butler, Jeremy Reeves, and then Farad Garner and Stephen Parker. Now, I like Stephen Parker. He's shown me some things. He's feisty. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a two-way tie in Jeremy Reeves and Stephen Parker. How do you see the safety position being a uh, field? Who are your five? I think it comes down to who plays the best in week three between Reeves and Parker. Uh, even though Parker's supposedly behind Gardner on the step chart, I've, I've mm-hmm. yet to see any <laughs> talk about Farid Gardner at all. Right. This may be a stash play from the team being like, oh, let's look at the step chart. All these guys in the fourth round, fourth spot are going to be working at FedEx and all these other places later. But Stephen Parker can play. He played against Keep. He was our highest-rated defender against Carolina. Um, he was in the box. He played deep. He's a very versatile safety, and I think that's the reason they would keep him over Jeremy Reeves because mm-hmm. Reeves is more of a you know free safety, but he likes to hit you. Right? Exactly. He hasn't he hasn't played smart in training camp either. Like mm-hmm. I, he hit somebody. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Diami across the middle. And Rivera just was like, that's a penalty. You can't do that. Like, like, you know, they've been talking Reeves up for the last couple of years, but I I think Parker might actually take his place. But I think this week uh, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of positions won in week three. Um, Rivera actually said he's going to play our starters, which is shocking to me. Like, he never plays starters in week three. He hasn't as long as I know he's been a head coach. Mm -hmm. But I guess he's wanting to see – more from the starting O. Yeah, because, you know, the starting O haven't gotten a lot of time together. You know, with Terry and his contract situation, he yeah. finally got that situated. So it's kind of like, man, you got to get these guys reps. And they don't do joint practices. So <laughs> you got to get your first team. I don't understand know, that. Huh? I don't understand that. Like, I don't yeah. understand the not doing the joint practice. Because if you Kansas, do the joint practice. Kansas City, City would have been the perfect team to exactly. joint practice 
Right. He knows Andy Reid. He knows how he runs the organization. Mm-hmm. He flies out the team three, four days early. They do joint practices, you know, hit somebody other than the defensive player they've been hitting for the last three weeks. Right. You know, and not just for a game. And just, right. you know, joint practices were – when they said they weren't doing any joint practices, that, that blew my mind. I was like, why? Like, right. They're good. I, I mean, I think it's a good thing. And the benefits of having a joint practice is if you have a joint practice, then you don't even really have to play your starters in the, in the, in the preseason because then you're already seeing what right. they look like versus other teams. Right. That's the whole purpose of it. The smart teams or the smart organizations end up doing these joint practices and it just works out great. Like, I guarantee players. you, Lamar Jackson's not playing against us this week. I can't exactly. guarantee that. It's going to exactly. be Tyler Huntley. He has not played the entire preseason. He's going to show up week one and do Lamar Jackson type things. You do you don't necessarily need the preseason. You can use the week one, week two as your preseason. You play meaningful football, and then if you do get hurt in week one or week two, you like at least I was playing meaningful football. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you rather play paid football or do you rather play free football? I look at preseason like free football. You know, it's just like yeah. hey, we're having fun, but you can get hurt. Like um, the guy that got hurt today, Chet Holmgren, playing in the, the Pro-Am game, oh, free football. Yeah. He gets hurt, and now he could potentially miss the entire season of paid basketball. So that's kind of like, like how I look at it. Preseason is important to work out some kinks, but you don't just play your guys long snaps. So I believe this first-team offense needs at least maybe 10 plays. I think Ron Rivera wants to give Carson Wentz one more chance to see if he can score. He wants to see Carson Wentz throw for a touchdown. So, well, see, I don't think it's necessarily about him scoring. Like, I think, like, I really truly believe if he would have had a healthy offensive line last week, we would have um, he would have, we would have saw him the entire first half. Okay, you know, we, had no, we didn't have Norwell. We didn't have Leno. We didn't have uh, Turner. We did not have Ruye was on a pitch count. Mm-hmm. He was going to play only two series. Like, right. you know, you had Montero and Ishmael and Toth and Laufenberg, not Laufenberg, Rashad, somebody, mm-hmm. uh, all for trying to protect Carson Wentz. That's not mm-hmm. who I want protecting my starting quarterback in week two of right. the preseason. Right. So, makes plenty of sense, man. So, before we um, leave, do you have any closing remarks? Not really. I wish you could come to the game in November 6th, bro. I know, man. If I could, I would, but we'll see what happens between now and then. Um, I would say for this next preseason game, I don't have any expectations. Hopefully we win and break this Ravens streak. I'm sick and tired of hearing this uh, undefeated dynasty that the Ravens have in preseason 22. 23, whatever. Wins, blah, blah. Nobody if cares. You of, <laughs> if you think of 22 wins, right, and you think of – Four games per preseason, sometimes five, now it's three. That's about a good four or five seasons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, more, much, much power to them. Continued preseason success to you guys and no regular season success. That's fine. Uh, enjoy your streak. I just want to see the offensive, uh, um, the first team come out there, do some good things. I want to see more of this Gibson versus uh, Robinson. I want to see the offensive line healthy. I want to see that battle in the secondary, both the corners and the safety, see who steps up. And then 
all in all, I want to see us leave that game healthy, going yeah. into week one to play some Smash Mouth football. And then I also want us to keep our eyes open for some more cuts to see who else we can claim to come in and help our team. Yeah, we need we need linebackers. We, we yes, definitely have to watch the cut wire for linebackers. Like it's not our linebacking crew's not cutting it. Like after yes, um, Mayo's playing pretty well, but it, it our linebackers are not good at all. Yeah. And I'm you know I'm one of the biggest Cole Holcomb fans there are, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean he's still learning the middle linebacker from the NFL standpoint. Like he right. played there in college, but it was a whole different ball game in college. Yeah. So I just want to see our defense. Like our defense has got to stop somebody on third down. You got to stop Tyler Huntley on third down. Like I'm Maybe. sick of I'm sick of third and six, third and eight being completed. Like oh, they're down to third and eight. It's an oh, that's an automatic first down for that right. team because they're playing right. the Commanders or mm-hmm. Washington. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not what I've expected from a Del Rio ran defense. I was excited about the hire at first, but. I'm, he, I'm, he's very quickly souring on me. I'm very mm-hmm. sour on Del Rio right now. Right. Yeah. So team is bad. Defense is awful. I think that's what that was the title of the of the last episode. It was like Mahomes is Mahomes. Defense is awful. Like I mean, I was calling this team trash. This defense trash. I was ripping this team apart on Twitter for those who follow me. I mean, we just got to see more, man. But. Enough about that. Let's just see what happens on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> so once again, guys, this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Please share. Uh, please like all that good stuff. And if you're listening to the audio version, um, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Google, please leave me a rating and uh, a comment. I will kindly appreciate it. Once again, Phil, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can the people find you? Always, man. You know, I share some stuff on Command Center. I got a tweet, uh, Twitter as well. It's uh, Command Center One. Um, you know, trying to get that growing a little bit. I'll have my boy Cal out. Um, you know, other than that, you, know, you found me at work. <laughs> I heard that, man. So, guys, this is your guy, Manny, and you are listening to the Back Row Commanders show. Catch you guys on that next episode. And we are out. Peace.